Today we are going to be talking to Columbia, South Carolina-based artist Kirkland Smith. Kirkland was born in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and studied art in college and received a BA in studio arts. We are going to be talking about her life as an artist, her inspirations, and a little about the process of how she creates her very unique art form. Kirkland is currently working out of her studio space in Stormwater Studios in downtown Columbia. This series on artists is sponsored by the South Carolina Arts Commission and also Nephron Pharmaceuticals. Kirkland, tell us about your art form. When people ask me what I do, I, I tend to say that I'm a painter. But the last 12 years, most of the work that I've been doing actually doesn't involve any paint at all. I create assemblage, um, assemblages out of lots of everyday disposable items and I let the items be my paint. Talk about how you got your start in assemblages. I still have a passion and a dream of becoming a master painter. Um, and I actually, I kind of got into this work by accident because I was entering an art competition uh, and the subject theme was uh, environmental landscape. So the artists were supposed to create a work of art that tackled an environmental issue. And I decided to tackle the issue of our consumerism and our disposable society. And that's where I got the idea that instead of painting a picture of that, I could make a bolder statement by actually using the objects as my paint. And so I've kind of taken this detour from my painting. Um, I didn't know that I would be spending all, so many years working with trash, but, um, but I feel like I have a lot to say with the medium and my materials are plentiful, unfortunately. And so I am not done yet. What is your subject matter? A good, it's a good question to ask what is my subject matter because uh, I started off using specific materials, our disposable waste, everyday materials. Um, thinking of that kind of as my subject, although I use that material to create portraits, you could say that the portrait is a subject, but but truly as an artist creating, I mean, I have ideas for pieces that I wanna do. Some of them are leaning very heavily towards a specific theme, but, but like my painting and everything, I feel like the subject really is light in the way that the light falls on a form. Working with plastic objects has made things a little bit trickier, especially when I'm trying to photograph my pieces, but I usually work either on a table or on the floor I'm, using, I'm working under fluorescent light. I have to, to be able to imagine as I'm laying these objects down that once they're glued down and then I finally get to pick the work up and step back and look at it, you know, when I put it on the wall, then you have a totally different lighting situation because then the light is falling kind of on the top of the piece. So I have to think about the dimension of the objects that I'm using and the shadows that they may cast on the other objects below. And uh, in the beginning, this was pretty tricky. Just sometimes I'd have to redo sections of my work. And now I feel like I have a better understanding of how the materials are gonna work. Talk a little about making a living as an artist in South Carolina. I think like most artists, I just hobble my career together. Um, I think there are a few lucky artists who can just do their work 
and not have to do anything else, but I do other things. I teach and I give workshops. I will do speaking engagements. Um, I like to share what I'm doing and, um, and then I do a lot of commission work. And so I, I, I always like having different things going on. I mean, I think it's wonderful to be in a show or to be working for a competition where there may be parameters, maybe a problem to solve with my art for that specific show. Sometimes inspiration just hits and I will do a piece just because I have to do it and then I'll put it in a show or, or travel with it. Um, and then there's the commission work where someone will hire me and it's really fun when the subject of my portrait, for example, saves all their material and lets me use their actual objects to create their portrait, which it's really a unique one-of-a-kind portrait because it tells the story of the subject's life or you know, their likes and dislikes through the materials they've used. Your assemblages have hundreds of individual pieces on them. It sounds incredibly complicated. Talk a little about your process. Usually when I'm starting a piece, I, I plan it out before I begin. I have an idea of what I'm gonna be creating when I start. Um, I don't usually paint anything. I mean, right now I have a lot of objects on this board and they're not carefully placed at this point. I've just been trying to dig through my bins and find little pieces and parts that I'm gonna to wanna to use. But I'll sometimes I'll start with in the center. It's easier, especially when the pieces are larger, to kind of work from the center out so that I'm not tripping all over stuff that I've laid down to get to the middle. But um, but I will sketch. You can kind of see some pencil lines. I'll kind of sketch when I'm doing a portrait, like where the eyes and the nose and the mouth go. But I don't put a lot of detail and I don't paint anything because, uh, like I said, I want the objects to be the paint. And um, if I'm working with children for a school project, sometimes I'll paint the, the board first so that the kids will know where to lay the colors appropriately. But when I'm doing it for myself, I just start laying the objects down. And then it's like, it's like putting a puzzle together. So I, I, don't, I don't do anything to, like on a computer, to um, try to solve any problems for me before I start. I just think of each one like a painting and a brush stroke and I just lay the objects down and, and overlap and try to get the colors to work as best as I can. But it's not so much about the color that's important as it is the value. So if I put the darks and the lights in the right place, then the features should emerge. And I always feel like the hardest part of a portrait is the mouth. And so I probably spend the most time tweaking the mouth area. But, um, but it's, it's really the same concept as painting. It's, it's really just about value. But then I love to use lots of different colors when I'm working on a piece. What are you most proud of with your art? I think, so when I, when I first began this work, I think it was exciting. I, I thought that I had come up with something kind of different and new. And so going from, uh, I guess, just conceptualizing a piece and then creating it was pretty exciting. And then, of course, I've learned that there are other people out there working the same medium, some doing it a lot better than I am. Um, but the discovery, and I also feel like um, one of the things that's been the most exciting about this whole process 
is how accessible I feel like this artwork has been to other people. And it's nostalgic. I mean, I do feel like there's a serious message behind the work that I'm doing, and yet I don't want to beat anybody up over the head with that message. I want them to be able to come in and just enjoy looking at the piece, enjoy finding objects in there, things they may have in their house. Um, but I feel like to be able to have a child stand in front of your art and look at it for several minutes or longer and just to keep looking and looking is has been very exciting because I feel like we live in a, a world where we just consume so much so quickly. You know, I can spend works, months working on a piece and, you know, I see people on their phones all the time just flipping after image, after image, after image, and each one of those images may represent hundreds of hours that an artist put into a piece, but we can just like look at it in a second and move on to the next one. And so um, this work has been kind of fun because I'm doing slow art, but sometimes I feel like you have to take it in and you have to look slowly too. And finally, why do the arts matter? Last December, I was just trying to really get back into painting. I haven't, I, I spend months working on my assemblages and so I really wanted to get back into a habit of daily painting. And it didn't matter what I painted a picture of because it was the practice of painting and capturing the light. And so there were a bouquet of white roses on my kitchen counter. I plucked one out, put it in a little mason jar with some water, took it out to my studio and tried to paint it. And when I finished painting it, I thought, mm, I think I could do better than that. So I decided I would go ahead and paint it again the next day. And the next day I started painting it and really looking at it. And when I finished that day, I thought, well, I could probably do better than that. I was trying, I knew what I was trying to capture and I didn't quite capture it. And so, a few days after I started this process, all the flowers that were in the house, the whole bouquet, the heads just drooped and all the roses died. But the flower in my studio was just bright and alive and upright. And so each day I would go out there, the flower was just, it was so happy and so alive that I just kept painting it. I painted it almost every day that month. The, the flower just kept living and I did nothing to try to encourage it to live. I did not give it any more water or anything. But every day I would go out there and it was, it just was calling for me to paint it. And in the course of painting that rose, you know, I had started painting it originally because I actually didn't even like painting flowers. I could care less about painting flowers because I just, I needed a subject and it didn't matter. But by the end of the month, I just fell in love with that rose. And I, I got to know that rose. I got to know every petal and how the light fell on each petal. And as it died, the head never drooped. It just dried on its stem and it just got a little bit smaller and a little bit yellower or more beige. And I, I just, fall in love with it and it's kind of what I feel like art can do when it can touch someone it can make us care about things that maybe we weren't even paying attention to before and and I still have that rose <laughs> it's just dried on my windowsill now but um but yeah it's kind of falling in love through art 
That was our interview with Columbia, South Carolina-based artist Kirkland Smith. This series on artists is supported by the South Carolina Arts Commission and also Nephron Pharmaceuticals. To learn more about Kirkland Smith and her art, check out kirklandsmith.com.